The Devils lose game one of a back-to-back against the Toronto Maple Leafs, but it's worse than you think. They uh, were up 4-2 at one point, and they lost the game 6-4. What went wrong? But there were also a few bright spots, so I want to talk about that as well. We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. Your Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. Scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodriguez got the puck. What a shot! The Devils win the Stanley Cup. Alrighty, now what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And where do I start with this game? Well. I do want to start off with the good before we talk about the bad because there's a whole lot of bad we need to discuss, including where we currently stand in the Metropolitan Division. And I'm going to give you guys a quick spoiler alert. It is not looking good because the Flyers recently ended their how many game losing streak and we are currently on a five game losing streak. So we're not uh, looking too good in the Metropolitan Division. So there's your spoiler. I'll talk about that later in the episode. But before we talk about the good of the game and I guess a few right spots, let's talk about some pregame discussion because we have some news involving Lindy Ruff and unfortunately it's not good news. So look, I I have no exception to this. We've all been pretty hard on Lindy Ruff the past few weeks, but like I told you guys, sometimes you don't know what someone is going through. I made sure to mention that because I I remember like a week or two ago, Lindy Ruff wasn't at a devil's practice. In fact, he missed a couple devil's practices in a row because they revealed that he was tending to a family matter. And unfortunately, news broke that uh, Lindy Ruff's father had passed away recently. And so he's going to be away for the team for a while. So uh, out of respect to Lindy Ruff, I will not be talking about Uh, you know, where he stands as our head coach, because I feel like talking about it now or, you know, more recently in a future episode, I feel like that'll be incredibly insensitive of me to do. So we hope for the best for Lindy Ruff and his entire family during this grieving process. But like I told you guys, you know, I know we've been scapegoating Lindy Ruff the past few weeks, but like I said, sometimes you don't know what someone is going through. So I think we need to have a little bit of mercy on Lindy Ruff in terms of what's going on uh, to to his family because some things are just bigger than hockey. So that's all I wanted to discuss uh, pre-game. So Lindy Ruff is away for the team indefinitely. I think he'll be back in maybe a day or two. I don't know what the case might be. He might be away for a week. But what, uh, however long he's away from, uh, I really hope for the best for his family. And my thoughts and heart are extended to him uh, during this difficult time. So let's talk about the good for the New Jersey Devils. So in the last episode, guys, I talked about possible trade candidates on the Devils roster that could be on borrowed time. And I talked about how players like Pavel Zaka and Andreas Janssen kind of need to step up because they're kind of inconsistent. I talked about how Pavel Zaka had like three points in like 12 games. I talked about how Andreas Janssen, the last time we talked good about him, was when he uh, had that uh, good game against Carolina Hurricanes in which we were able to beat Carolina by a score of 7-4. to And speaking of Carolina Hurricanes, we lost them over the weekend 2-1. to So that's a heartbreaking loss, but nothing you can do in that regards. The Devils actually played very well. They just unfortunately got very unlucky and they just couldn't uh, come back because I believe uh, all the goals were scored in period number one and then there were nothing but goose eggs for the rest of the game but I'll have to confirm that a little later but ultimately I think Pavel Zaka 
and Andreas Janssen listened to my latest episode because I said that they were kind of on borrowed time because guess who scored the first goal of the game for the New Jersey Devils? And it was like a minute or so in. And it was Pavel Zaka on a great assist from Jack Hughes. So Hughes got the primary assist and then Brock got the secondary assist. So uh, Pavel Zaka, great, uh, great goal. And uh, yeah, that that that's something to hopefully get him going. And like I said, it's always nice when Hughes and Brock are able to tally up at least one point for the entirety of the game because both those respective players are averaging at least a point for a game in more recent uh, appearances. So like I said, if Hughes and Brock are able to get a point each game, I am completely satisfied with that. So there's another good thing we could talk about. So uh, another thing, Andreas Janssen able to get a goal thanks uh, to the assist of Dawson Mercer. So once again, uh, Pavel Zaka, Andreas Janssen trying to make a contribution because I did say that possibly that they could be on borrowed time. But like I said, those are trade hypothetical scenarios so you know those are some of the good things that uh I, I can discuss and just talk about which is you know uh the devils they scored a lot of goals like they scored four goals against one of the top teams in the nhl so you know there's something that holds your head high about but ultimately we just don't know how to finish like at, at one point we were up 4-2 and look i said this on the show multiple times that the two goal lead is always the worst lead in hockey but before we talk about the bad, there is one player that I need to talk about in terms of his overall production for this game, and that is Jesper Boquist. Now, for any of my avid listeners, you probably know during the course of the offseason, I said maybe at around this time, Jesper Boquist will be released by the New Jersey Devils because personally, I just, I'm just i just not feeling his style of play, and I feel like he's just eating up a roster spot. But you know, like I've said in more recent episodes, sometimes uh, cats have nine lives, and Jesper Boquist, he's been given a lot of chances. He was able to tally up a goal, and he was also able to tally up an assist so you know a two-point game for him so ultimately I'm sure a lot of you are probably going to be saying so are you going to apologize to Jesper Boquist are you going to say that maybe he does have potential and here's my response absolutely 100% no because look look guys Jesper Boquist getting a goal I think that was one of those situations where it's good to be lucky and sometimes it's better to be lucky than good because let's face it, he was just chopping at the puck and it, he happened to find the back of the netting. Sometimes a blind squirrel finds a nut. So I am not taking back what I said about Jesper Boquist. So I am glad that he contributed in this game. I'm glad that he was a, a bright spot for the New Jersey Devils in a pretty dark game. But at the same time, you know, I, I, I still stand by my opinion, which is I believe Jesper Boquist just eats up a roster spot and I believe we should release him or maybe that's a player you try to deal away at the trade deadline I don't care who we get I don't care if we get like a fourth round draft pick fifth round draft pick whatever the case might be I don't really uh, like Jesper Boquist on this roster and I feel as though he should be traded but like I said uh, that kind of opinion is subjective but at the end of the day those were some of the bright spots for the New Jersey Devils in this relatively dark game like I said moments ago and I, I said it a couple episodes ago can the New Jersey Devils just build at the hand of these tough losses that they end up taking to these tougher opponents because it seems like the New Jersey Devils always step up their game against like tougher opponents, but they just don't know how to finish. And this is just case in point right here. So I'll talk about Akira Schmidt later on in the episode. I'll also talk about the negative aspects for the New Jersey Devils and what I want to talk about in my overall game reactions. But first, it's time for the first live read this morning, and it comes from our friends at Built Bar. So it's the new year. Well, happy February, everyone. It is February 1st when this uh, episode goes live. So that means New Year's resolutions. You can still make a New Year's resolution in February. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make 
make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easy for you to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like chemical spill, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring by like week three, you're probably thinking to yourself, this is not worth it. Where's that chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to your secret stash at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever you keep them. You know where you do. Throw out all that sugary or calorie-filled treats like your wife has been nagging you to do and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not the biggest fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, you enjoy a delicious Built Bar so you can get uh, the most out of it and it counts as a workout. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors. So check out Built.com often to see what's new. The offer is go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 for 50% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 50% off at Built.com. Okay, so this opinion might be a little subjective, but I think aside from period number three, because some of those goals that he let up wasn't his fault, like that shorthanded goal in which uh, Severson uh, was trying to, well, quote unquote, try to uh, defend the two-on-one odd man rush at the hands of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, I, I'm not really putting the blame on Akira Schmidt in that instance, just because I, I feel as though Damon Severson could have done a better job, not only in the offensive zone, but just trying to stop it and help him out. But uh, I'll give my opinion a little later on that. But in regards to this game for Akira Schmidt, you, you can't argue that he showed some sort of improvement because like I said, the Toronto Maple Leafs are one of the top teams in the NHL and we don't really have that many options when it comes to the goalie position because Mackenzie Blackwood is still out with his heel injury so we either got to rely on John Gillies or Akira Schmid and similar to Scott Wedgwood last year, both these guys don't have any experience when it comes to being a starting goalie at the NHL level. So they're being tasked with a big chore right here, which is they have to fill in the big shoes of Mackenzie Blackwood. Despite Mackenzie Blackwood not having his best season, you still got to rely on two like pennies to fill a quarter, if that makes any sense. I just came up with that on the spot. I don't know where I was going with that, but you, you get what I'm saying. So I think Akira Schmidt did much better in this game because if you guys remember his last outing against the, the Dallas Stars, he let up like what, like four goals in just the first period and uh, it was on seven shots. So that was, you know, really, really, really hard to watch. But at the same time, you know, th this game, he improved much better and it was against a much tougher opponent. So aside from period number three, remember the shorthanded goal and then the empty netter. So you can subtract two from that total. But at the same time, Akira Schmidt, he did much better in this outing. And quite honestly, I'm a little nervous whenever we put out John Gillies or Akira Schmidt. But at the same time, we just got to make do with what we got. So Akira Schmidt in this game, he saw 32 shots. He saved 27 of them, giving a save percentage of 844. 
and he played uh, the entirety of this game. So at the end of the day, um, yeah, uh, the, the Devils got off to a pretty decent start, but here's where we have to talk about the bad. So look, I get that the two-goal lead is the worst lead in hockey, but you cannot be blowing games like that. The Devils were up 4-2. to two. How do you let up four unanswered goals in the final period of play? I think I speak for all Devils fans. I am so glad that the All-Star break is fast approaching because right now, we are not in a good spot. We have to just do what we did during our extended Christmas break, which is we need some time to reset, refuel, and get out there once again and wait for us to be fully healthy. So I don't anticipate for Dougie Hamilton to uh, appear for some time right now. Like I said, he's been doing non-contact practice. I don't know when he's going to be cleared to do contact once again. Maybe when this episode goes live, maybe Amanda Stein will tweet something out saying that Dougie Hamilton is good to go. But my initial reaction for the New Jersey Devils is that, look, who do you scapegoat now? Because like I said at the beginning of the episode, and with all due respect to Lindy Ruff, he's away from the team to deal with a family matter. So he's not out there calling the shots. So who else do you blame? Well, I blame the execution for the New Jersey Devils because it just seems like they got lackadaisical out there. I don't know if you guys knew this or not. Late in uh, the game, I believe in the third period, the Devils went almost 10 minutes without getting a shot on goal. You cannot go cold then. You need to at least get a couple shots on goal so that way you put yourself... Uh, in a position to win because what have I been saying on this show since the beginning of January I said shoot the damn puck because if you don't shoot it good things will not happen like that Wayne Gretzky quote you guys already know it it's a cliche but it is so true if you don't shoot you have a 0.0% chance of making good things happen and the Devils were a walking living legend of that quote because like I said, they went almost 10 minutes without getting a shot on goal. And that is just hard to see because like I said, this was late in the game. This is where you need to get more shots on goal, get that insurance goal. So that way you could put yourself in a better position to win this game because this was a winnable game for the New Jersey Devils. I don't care how tough the Toronto Maple Leafs are. I don't care that they've only lost 10 games this year. Like we put ourselves in a very decent position to win this game and we blew it all sky high look i get it the two goal lead is the worst lead in hockey but seriously new jersey devils like how do you lose the game six to four when you were up two to four it's one thing to lose it like you know five to four i guess you could count it as five to four because of uh the empty netter goal that gave matthews his uh his hat trick but at the same time well i just want to say love austin matthews because i love his last name because my last name is matthews so anyway getting back on track here but i guess you could count it like five to four or maybe i don't know i'm not disappointed that they lost in fact i projected for them to lose because let's face it guys we were not heavy favorites going into this game i i think uh i'm I'm not a betting person but i'm pretty sure uh vegas didn't have us winning this game at all saying it was going to take a miracle for us to win but we gave ourselves a pretty decent position to possibly win this game we were able to score within the first minute frame and we went up to nothing uh, uh, in the first period and then you know we let austin matthews score uh, the first goal for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and then we were able to end period number one, three to two. So you knew this game was going to be something, but I just expected better from the New Jersey Devils organization because, like I said, you just got to keep shooting the puck. So like, be like Ryan Graves, for example. So Ryan Graves was able to assist 
on Nathan Bastian's goal. But Ryan Graves took the shot. Nathan Bastian was able to locate the puck and get it into the twine. Like I said, good things happen when you shoot the puck. I get it. The Toronto Maple Leafs are a good team. But here's the thing. The Toronto Maple Leafs are going to capitalize on any little mistake that you make. So you got to find it in your heart to just try to generate something. Just something to shut the door on them because every little mistake, every uh, ounce of no confidence that you have on yourself, the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to just take advantage of that because they've been in that position before because they see the New Jersey Devils as easy pickings. And I think that's why the New Jersey Devils were able to get out to an early lead just because the Toronto Maple Leafs just held back a little bit. They were just like, you know what? We're going to win this game with these and the Devils stand no chance against us because we were able to get uh, Campbell out the game pretty early because here's the thing, guys. He saw nine shots, and he was only able to save six of them. So deja vu to Akira Schmidt. So like I said, we were able to get the Toronto Maple Leafs to make a goalie switch relatively early in the game because Jack Campbell only saw like nine minutes of action. So I'm just saying, guys, uh, we we put ourselves in a very decent position to win, and we, we had them right where we wanted them, and we blew it. And another example of where we blew it was that we were in the power play and we allowed the Toronto Maple Leafs to get a shorthanded goal. I, I believe Severson turned the puck over and then it was a two-on-one odd man rush. And then I, I was just like, oh no, this is danger. This is trouble. This is trouble. And uh, lo and behold, the Toronto Maple Leafs were able to get the shorthanded goal. Now, here's the thing. I talked about it a little earlier in this episode. I don't blame Akira Schmidt for that. I actually blame Damon Severson because it seemed like Severson gave up at the last possible second and just basically said, you know what, Akira, you handle this because I I give up. Now, I don't know if that was the actual game plan. I don't know if he just laid it off just to let Akira Schmidt deal with the shooter and just hope that uh, the person trailing him uh, wasn't going to score. But at the same time, I was just like, you know what, uh, Akira, maybe you should play a little closer to a player so that way if you want to give Akira Schmid uh, the point-blank save, that's fine. But at least, you know, don't back off. Like, don't just, you know, take a few steps back and then, you know, basically at the last possible second, it's a two-on-nothing scenario and you leave Akira Schmid out to dry. Now, I get it. That's subjective and I get that it's probably not that black and white. But at the same time, based on what I just saw, I just expected a little bit more effort from Damon Severson to help save your goalie who's trying to keep you in the game because, like I said, the Toronto Maple Leafs are a very good team. They're one of the top teams in the NHL. If I had a quarter for every time I said that this episode, I'd probably have a dollar by now. But at the same time, it's just like I, I, I expect better from the Devils in that instance. Just show that that kind of ounce of effort. Look, I, I'm not mad that you know you let up a shorthanded goal. Well, l- let me rephrase that. I am mad, but at the same time, if you put up some sort of effort to try to stop it, then, you know, I can't really get on you for that because everyone makes mistakes. It's bound to happen. The Devils are going to give up more shorthanded goals this season, just like any other team. It's going to happen. That's just how hockey is. But at the same time, it's just like, you know, if you're about to give up a shorthanded goal, at least put some sort of effort to, uh, you know, make the stop. And Damon Severson, in my opinion, he didn't put much effort to make that stop because if you look at the replay at the last possible few second frame of the Toronto Maple Leafs getting that shorthanded goal, you just saw Damon Severson just ease back a few seconds too early. Now, I get it. Uh, this is subjective. I, I get that's probably not the game plan. I'm probably missing something. But based on my perspective, that's just what I saw. And I'm sure some other people can attest me on that. 
So overall, this game, I, I don't think you need me to say it any more. It was very disappointing for the New Jersey Devils. And just looking at the Metropolitan Division, look, guys, this is, this is inevitable. I have to look at this. So you got the Hurricanes, you got the Rangers, you got the Penguins, you got the Capitals, you got the Blue Jackets, you got the Islanders, and you got the Flyers. And where do we sit? We sit in dead last in the Metropolitan Division, like dead last. We're not tied for last place. The Islanders and Flyers are ahead of ahead of us albeit it's by one point, but they're still ahead of us. We have 35 points. The Flyers and Islanders have 36. Oh, man. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. It, it's just very disappointing for the New Jersey Devils. Five-game losing streak. We are 2-8 and eight in our last uh, 10 games. We are reminiscing over what we did uh, prior to the Christmas break, which was going on a six-game losing streak. I have renamed my show once again to Locked on Devils. Just, I don't know what it's going to take, and quite honestly, guys, uh, we might lose the next game against the Toronto Maple Leafs, if I'm being completely honest right now. But at the same time, uh, they put up a pretty decent effort against the Toronto Maple Leafs, but they're back at it later tonight. So literally no time to rest. You got to get back out there and you got to try this again. There, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And then we can go into the all-star break and just uh, try to regroup a little bit. But uh, I, like I said, I think I speak for a lot of Devils fans. I am just so glad. I am so happy that we could just take some time off and just try to regroup and hopefully get everyone back and healthy. I think Dougie Hamilton will be set to return against the Senators because that'll give him like an extra week uh, to just recover. But uh, another game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, if you want Austin Matthews to get six goals in that two-game span, uh, he's very capable of doing so. So if I'm the New Jersey Devils, I, I'm getting back into the film room. Uh, obviously, they're not really going to do morning skate just because they're they're trying to rest their legs. But at the same time, it's just like get into the film room, do a light workout if you have to, and just try to see um, you know what what's going to happen in, in the next game and just basically try to break everything down and just try to reset. Like I said, it, it was a good game at first, but then we just completely blew it all sky high. And think I think that's the most frustrating part. So let's compare stats and then I'll give you guys my overall grade. So shots on goal differential, 33 to 29 in favor of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Face-off percentage, we got whooped. 64% to 36% in favor of the Maple Leafs. Power play. Devils 0 for 3 in their power play. Let up a shorthanded goal. Maple Leafs 1 for 3 in their power play. Hits 22 to 15 in favor of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Blocks 23 to 14 in favor of the Devils. Giveaways. The Maple Leafs led in that category 17 to 14. So, uh, yeah, Nathan Bastion able to get a goal. Had four hits this game. And over on the defensive side of things, uh, Ryan Graves, I believe he led the way along with White. Uh, Graves uh, had an assist on the Nathan Bastion goal. He had three shots on goal. He had four blocks, two hits. And uh, Severson kind of killed us in the giveaway uh, department along with P.K. Subban because both of them led the way with four giveaways and uh, Heizer had three as well. So ultimately just a very disappointing outing for the Devils. But like I said, you got to get right back on it. No time to mope. No time to feel sorry about yourselves. You got to get back out there. So when giving this uh, uh, this game a letter grade, I'm going to give the Devils a a D plus because, like I said, it started off pretty well, but they finished horrendously. Like it was ugly to watch. So I am giving them a D plus because you let up four unanswered goals in the 
final period of regulation. That is unacceptable. You led 4-2, and then somehow you lose 6-4. That cannot happen. I'm not going to give them a failing grade because, like I said, they got off to a pretty decent start, but they just blew it. So they got to do better than that. So let me know what you guys think on my Twitter page, at LockedOnDevils. You know, what did you guys think about this overall game? What do you think the future holds for the New Jersey Devils? And like I said, be sensitive when you're assessing uh, 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 Lindy Ruff and his entire coaching staff because it is right now a sensitive time in the New Jersey Devils organization. So just putting that out there. So once again, that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening.